My name is Rod Joy Herdman. I'm the chairperson of the Dimro Aboriginal Corporation. Beautiful and rugged, filled with ancient stories and songlines and a culture thousands of years old. In our presentation, we want to tell you a bit about our Dimro Rangers, our country and our culture. We want to share with you how we are making sure we stay healthy and safe as we do our dharma, our work, in this remote part of Australia we call home. The Dimuro Aboriginal Corporation supports our traditional owners to manage their land and sea country. Dimuro, the name of our organisation, is the east wind that we sing about in our song cycles. Our rangers do the day-to-day work of protecting and managing the Dimuro Indigenous Protected Area. This land and sea country stretches over 550,000 hectares in the northeast of Arnhem Land. We have over 300 kilometres of coastline and many offshore islands in our care. The traditional owners establish designated recreation areas for all people living in this beautiful area to enjoy. Our rangers manage these areas and also help protect our sacred sites. Much of our work is quite similar to national and local park rangers. We do conservation work, manage feral animals and invasive pests, jobs which can be quite dangerous. We also use our traditional approaches like fire to burn the country in the dry season to promote flowering and harvesting. Like our ancestors, we still plant grasses, tubers and scatter grains that the community later collect for their food or use in ceremonies. But we have other important roles. We want to make sure our children and their children's children know about their culture. Through the Learning on Country programs, we work with teachers, our elders and community so our young people can learn our language, our song cycles, stories and how to care for country. We know when people who know who they are and where they belong, they will be stronger and healthier. We respect and are guided by the wisdom of our elders. Roy Raranga Marika was an important local elder and one of the founders of Dimuro. He said to us, Be firm and strong for the land. It must be protected so that it will remain the same for all generations to come. Dimuro's governing body has elected representatives from the Yolngu clans our board and most of our staff are indigenous. Here we do both waste management so that we use both Ngapagi or non-indigenous and Yolngu knowledge to do our work. Our country is a long way from any major city. By road it is more than a thousand kilometers to Darwin, three thousand to Cairns and four thousand to Sydney. The only big town up here Nulunboy. Nulunboy is the hill in the town and the boy means from that area. There is only one road in and out, prone to flooding and usually cut off for much of the wet season. You should see some of the tracks our rangers drive on. You'll be pleased to learn that they all get advanced four-wheel drive training to tackle these rugged roads. For us, 
our stories and song cycles guide us. They tell us where to find food and water and about our sacred places and duties. I want to tell you the story of Barnumbir, the morning star. If you look up into the night sky, at the right time you can see her. She came across the sea from Buralpo, the island of the dead. As she came, she named and created all the animals and the land. At special times of the year, with the help of Barnumbir and the morning star pole, Singing and dancing from dusk to dawn, we are able to speak to our ancestors living on the island of the dead. Every part of our lives, including our work at Dimuro, is linked to our culture. In Yulmo, every animal, every plant, every person, and every ranger belongs to one of two moetis, Dua or Yiricha. Our moetis influence so much of our lives, from what we eat, to who you marry, and even who you can talk to. In 1963, bauxite mining came. It brought huge changes, including the town of Nolanboy. We sent bark petitions to the government, signed by our elders, asking they recognize us as the traditional landowners. Although we did not succeed then, this was the beginnings of the land rights movement and paved the way for others. Eventually, our rights were recognized. We now get royalties from the mining, some of which help fund the work of Dimuro. The Dimuro Rangers' work, or as we say, Jama, can take them to really remote places, hours inland or islands far from the mainland. Some of their work is physically hard and at times even dangerous. If something goes wrong, help can be a very long way away. So up here, we all take health and safety very seriously. Our work health and safety issues register, policies and procedures are a bit different. On ours, we have remote work and associated safety issues, what to do when a cyclone is approaching, and we have wet season protocols for when Walma starts and there is lightning around. But we were worried about what we might be missing. So this year we got together and talked about what we all thought were Dimuro's biggest work health and safety risks. Things that might kill us or mean we might need to go to hospital. Our list had things you might see in lots of workplaces like winches, chainsaws, forklifts, speeding and others which are not so usual. I'm going to talk to you about just a few of these. Up here, feral animals like katabanga, the buffalo, and native animals like pyro, the crocodile, can be a real problem. You can imagine this can be very risky for work. Each year in the dry season, the Gulf current carry a deadly cargo, ghost nets. These nets, abandoned or lost by fishermen, drift and trap fish, turtles and dolphins. They wash up on shore or tangle themselves in the rocks or mangroves. Some are really huge and can weigh over a ton. First we have to find out where they are. We drive along the beaches or to get really remote coastal areas we use our sea ranger patrol boats and if we are really lucky 
Occasionally, we get to go up and search for ghost nets and trap turtles in helicopters. That makes our day at work quite fun. Dragging nets out of water and carting them to places to be destroyed is really challenging. The manual handling risks are serious and wading in the water to cut nets free when crocodiles and sharks can be around is something we don't take lightly. We always have spotters for this high-risk work. Where we can, we use winches and vehicles to tow them. But at some point, we always need people power and great teamwork. We are proud we still have big tracts of intact ecosystem where the plant and animal communities are still healthy. We have nesting sites of threatened turtles and the snubfin dolphin. Our rangers and elders go with Australian and international scientists and help them with their research. But up here, invasive introduced species like mission grass and coffee bush can quickly get away and take over. Rangers need to spray, hand pull, chainsaw and burn them. It is hot, dirty and scratchy work. Good gloves, long trousers and sun protection are a must. We also work with traditional landowners, government and scientists to survey and to try get rid of invasive pests like the yellow crazy ants. All this work uses chemicals. Everyone up here needs to know what the health risks are and how to safely mix and use them. Recently, we did a complete audit of our chemical shed. A big problem for us is the safety data sheets for herbicides and pesticides are really hard to understand. And labels on many containers can be in a bad condition and have really small print. Just imagine how difficult this makes it when English isn't your first language. So we looked up the safety data sheets and put hazard symbols next to all of them. We use the globally harmonized system, GHS symbols, the ones for workplace chemicals, and put information in the workshop and the office about what they all meant. Now, anyone coming into our chemical shed can quickly see if something is a poison, is flammable, corrosive, or might seriously harm them. Our rangers all use two-way radios to talk to each other and the base coordinator can see via GPS on TurboTrack exactly where everyone is within our indigenous protected area. This has got us out of a few tricky situations. We think having our workers decide what the big safety risks are and then make their own safety instructions is not only a good idea, it is culturally appropriate. While we might use different words to describe it, up here we are serious about psychosocial hazards and risks. We know it can be really stressful if people are not sure what it is they are meant to do or how to do something well. So every morning everyone gets together for a toolbox to design our job for the day. Over a cuppa, and out on the veranda, we talk about what needs to be done and if it's a priority. Some jobs have to be done before others, or only if the weather is good, like spraying weeds 
and going out in the boats. Then we talk about what equipment we will need. Usually there is a quick chat about any big safety issues and any problems we have had doing those jobs before, like winches getting stuck or roads being really badly eroded. The rangers also decide who knows how to do the job and who might need to learn and should go with them. In our culture, we have rules around who can work together. People from some skin groups can't speak to each other, so they sometimes need to be allocated to another vehicle or task. Then we put it all up on the whiteboard so everyone is clear. All our women are led by our senior milk ranger, Fiona Marika, and the men are led by our senior male ranger, Katabra Munungur. Sometimes, if it's culturally appropriate, we like to mix our teams of male and female rangers, so skills are shared across the team. I know, like my other board members and all the staff at Timuro, that we need to manage the organization to meet Ngapagi expectations, like having really good finance processes and keeping people safe. But we want to do this in a way that is right for our people. So at Timuro, we must always juggle Ngapagi and Yolngu ways. Yolngu people have three important concepts, Reipiri, Jaka and Ralpa. Thomas Amagola is our executive support officer. He decided to use these to build our own ideas for a workplace safety culture. Roughly, Reipiri means being disciplined. So we want to aim to be disciplined when we're doing our jama. So doing it well and safely. Making sure we are communicating clearly and respectfully with our elders, our community, with the members of the public, and of course, the other people at Timuro. Jaka means being careful. So we decided this means looking after our own and our workmates' health and safety. If we don't know how to do something safely, we will ask and we will be really careful, especially when we are doing high-risk work like hunting garabanga, the water buffalo, or catching baro. And at work, we will show ralpa. This is about being committed and enthusiastic about our jama, making sure we turn up for work on time and work hard to keep our workers, community and visitors safe as we care for our country. At Timuro, we know, just like in all other workplaces all across Australia, from Sydney to Hobart, from Perth to Nullunboy, our safety jama is never really finished that we all can and will do better. So namayalala from all us here at Timuro and may you all do Menmak Safety Jama. Floating in the cloud, oh, wow.